Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast episode 130. Wow. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them by having conversations with other vegans, as well as sharing topics like overall wellness and vegan entrepreneurship. Because, of course, this is so much more than food. This is truly a lifestyle. And it's all about figuring out ways to start to live our best lives or to continue to live our best lives. And so I'm just so thankful that you're here with me to engage in these topics. It's been a minute, I know. And I'm so like excited to be back. Like It feels amazing to have this mic in front of me right now. It was one of those things where I thought I would take like a couple of weeks of like of a break and it ends up being more time than I expected. If you've been following me for a while, you know how it is for me. And I'm just really, really thankful to be back. It's a new season. I feel really good. And I'm just really thankful to have this platform to share all of these topics with you and to just get to know you on a more personal level. I know that there's so many options of podcasts out there, and I'm really, really thankful that you're here with me to share this time together. So what's been going on just really quickly, it was one of those things where I was having a moment where I was kind of indecisive about what I wanted to do with my business. I feel like I have so many different directions that I can go in. And (laughs) because of that, a lot of times it paralyzes me or I'll make a I think I made a decision and then I'll change my mind. And I'm like a squirrel. I'm like back and forth, you know, and because of that, I've learned over the years to just sit still and just figure it out that way, you know, just to keep moving and not really being sure what I want. And I feel like I have made some decisions that I really like and I'm really thankful for. And I know that this will not only help me, but it will also help make a bigger impact with my brand and my business. And I'm really looking forward to those changes. One of those things that I'm going to be doing is a membership, which will be a vegan membership to help people not only transition, but also have the community they need to do it in a way that's non-judgmental and in a way that like I, my motto is always figuring out what works best for you when it comes to a vegan journey. And so that's something that I've been working on as well as I did like several podcast consultations while I was gone. I didn't realize so many people that listen are actually interested in building and starting their own podcast. So that was a lot of fun just working with those people to get their, their shows launched and not even, and some of the people already had shows. So I was just helping them like with their workflow, helping them with figuring out how to monetize their brands, just all of the behind the scenes that goes on, because it's so much more than me just sitting in front of a microphone. Like I am right now, there's a lot of steps that go on behind the scenes to actually get your show out there. 
and to consistently produce content. And so I spent a lot of time working on that as well. I also right now I'm on day 12 of Dr. Bobby Price's detox. You guys may remember that he was on episode 91 and episode 107. And we talked about, you know, detoxing and why that's so important. And those episodes are like (laughs) some of my highest downloads. So if you haven't listened, definitely go check it out. Even if you're not necessarily interested in detoxing, but you just need some information on like just how to live better and take care of yourself better. He does a phenomenal job of sharing that on both of those episodes. I'll make sure that I link that for you as well. But I'm on day 12 of his detox and it has been amazing. You know, the last time I did this in 2019, baby, I hated every moment of it. And this time around, I feel light. I feel refreshed. I'm sleeping well. I feel like I'm eating well. I just feel really, really good. And I'm just so thankful that, you know, I listened to my sister when she she asked me to do this with her. You know, she had a medical procedure and she wanted to, you know, push all of the medication and the toxins out of her body after that. And she was like, you know what? We should do this together. And I was like, "Uh, no, we shouldn't. (laughs) I don't want to do this. But now that I'm on day 12, I'm really excited. Initially, we were thinking we're going to do 14 days. But now we're going to go ahead and finish out the 28 and it just, you know, it's drinking daily teas, um, the detox teas like for candida, for tummy detoxing, getting the mucus out of your body, just flushing your, you know, all of the crap out of your organs. It's been really good for that. And of course, we're still eating, you know, raw and cooked vegan meals, you know, is less the less processed the better is what we've been doing this whole time and like I said it's just been really good my parents are doing it they look amazing they're doing amazing if you follow me on Instagram you may see me in my dad's garden he has that going he's been actually eating out of his garden I've done some grocery shopping for them too you know to help them with some of the the products and things to get but overall my dad has been cooking from his garden as always and it's just been really incredible so I'm so thankful for I feel like it's bringing us closer together, these conversations that we're having surrounding food and just health and just wellness overall. So I'm thankful for all of that. Anywho, I feel like I've talked enough. I will definitely give you guys more solo episodes. I had so many requests for that while I was gone when I asked people, what, who should I interview? And I got so many people saying more solo episodes. And I'm actually, let me know if you're interested. I'm actually thinking about doing one on credit and how I basically Got my credit score from the mid 400s. I mean, my credit score was trash. It was so bad all the way up into the high 600s and how I was able to do that during the pandemic and how I made that a goal for 2020 before the pandemic even started early 2020 and how I was able to do that. I've had this on my mind for a while because I felt like there, I feel like there's so much information out there that I didn't realize that I could fix my credit on my own and I did fix it on my own and I feel like this is such an important, important topic, because if your money situation isn't right, if your credit situation isn't right, it affects how you show up in other areas as far as food, as far as how you take care of yourself. If you want me to do that episode, please DM me and let me know on Instagram. My Instagram is at Brown Vegan. Let me know if you're interested in that, because I'm telling you, I've really been thinking about it, but I'm not sure if people want to hear that. So yeah, I will definitely do more solo episodes. I have so many things in mind that I want to talk about, even if there are many episodes and they're like 10 or 15 minutes, just tips on like how to go vegan, real world, practical, approachable information that I've had from doing this over the last 10 years. I definitely want to share some of that. So yes, that's all I have to say about me right now. And I want to jump into my conversation with Shanika. Shanika and I met each other on Instagram, which is where I meet a lot of my vegan peeps. 
And in our conversation, we're talking about her transition to vegan life because I've had a lot of requests too to have more like new vegans on the show, which I understand because that perspective is so unique. And so since I've had that request, I wanted to have her on here. I think at this point, she's been a vegan for about a year and a half. And in our conversation, we talk about like how it was not an easy road for her. You know, she had several bumps in a row before she decided that this was going to be the lifestyle for her. And I think that that is so relatable for a lot of people. You know, we also talk about some of the amazing benefits that have happened since she decided to become vegan, some tips on how to transition, you know, the importance of veganizing some of your favorite meals. Also, the importance of vegan community as far as when you start your journey and as a, you grow as a vegan, why it's so important to have that community. And we also chat about her being vegan with kids, especially teenagers and how that has been for her family. Y'all know how these teenagers are, even when it doesn't have anything to do with veganism. So you can just only imagine. Make sure that you follow Shanika on Instagram. Her Instagram is vegan eats DMV. I'll also link all of the show notes and everything we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 130. And so, yeah. And without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. So the reason I went vegan, to be honest, was because I wanted to lose weight. I originally went vegan couple times, actually. This is my third try. So we're just trying not to give up here. I've been vegan a little over a year now, but the reason I went, like I said, was for me to lose weight because for some reason I just came to Maryland and gained like 40 pounds. Don't know how, don't know where, but I wanted to shed it off. So I just kept hearing people saying you can lose weight on a vegan diet. So I was just like, you know what? Let me try it out. And the first couple of times I tried it, it was a fail. It wasn't necessarily a bad fail. Like I really loved how I felt being vegan, but it was just not for me. I'd always be like, you know what? I miss meat just a little bit. And then someone would say, let's go out to eat. And then I'm like, oh, it's just chicken, you know? And then after I taste the chicken, I'm like, okay, I'll go back vegan next week. And then three years later, still eating meat. So this time around, I went vegan January of 2020. And this time I think it was better for me because I had a partner. So my sister came along for the journey, even though right now she's pescatarian because she couldn't hold out. I feel like it didn't deter me because I had that backbone for a good amount of months. So now I can stand alone. So it's not an issue for me anymore. I do get the cravings. Don't get me wrong. I think about chicken and what it tastes like. But the way how I combat that is I kind of make what I missed vegan. So if I want a chicken sandwich from Popeye's, I'm going to go into the kitchen and I'm going to make me a Popeye's chicken. If I'm missing spaghetti and meatballs, honestly, impossible. They have nailed it when it comes to the vegan alternative. So I've used them quite a lot in a lot of my recipes. So I know this is a loaded answer for why I went vegan, but I just felt like, you know, one thing tied into another, but that's basically the main reason I went vegan was for health, weight loss. And now I'm continuing to stay vegan just because I felt like, you know, it just makes my body feel better between you and me, even though it's going to be for the world. My monthly has been amazing. Mm -hmm. 
cramps. I don't have, you know, I, I have an app that that tracks it for me. So it tells me literally the day before you're going to get it, I'll have like a little reminder, so to say. And then the next day it's here and it's gone within like two or three days. And yeah, Shanika, I feel like nobody is talking about talks about that. It is crazy. I have not had a seven day period in over 10 years. It's I crazy. Not. And it was, cr- I had, when I tell you as a child, I had period cramps maybe two years before I actually had it. And I would be in excruciating pain two weeks before my period. And it just would drive me nuts. And then during my period, I would have heavy flow. So it was just really bad for me. And up until I went vegan last year, I was still having that discomfort, that heavy flow. And it was for seven days. Sometimes it would be two weeks so I started to do a, a supplement at first and that supplement didn't regulate it. And then I went vegan and it regulated it two, three days max. So because I don't have any signs that it's coming, I actually have the same. I don't know if it's the same app, but I have an app too that tracks it for me because if I don't, it'll just come and I might just be out and I don't even know it's coming. Placements in my car, like the the tad, the pads and stuff like that. I keep them yep. my guard, y'all, because anything can happen while you out. I'm glad you mentioned this because I think that's another benefit that people probably, I mean, maybe people do talk about it. I just don't really hear people talking about it. As far as another benefit to being vegan is that you do have, I'm not maybe not for everybody, but definitely for us, have lighter cycles, less pain. That's always a good thing. That is a great thing. <laughs> and I have light eczema and it honestly cleared that up. I don't like bloating. Not necessarily having to do with the monthly, but just in general, bloating is an issue for me. And with the vegan diet, you don't feel that. I mean, maybe if you eat beans, but a lot. I'm about to say, girl, I'll be feeling it because I eat beans and I drink and I like to drink cocktails. So I'll be bloated. <laughs> I guess it's I guess it's after I eat. You know that feeling like after you eat, you feel like so itis? Like bloated. The- yeah. yeah. I just don't feel that anymore because we're just eating plants, you know? Yes, that is so true. Let's go back to you talking about you doing this with your sister, because I think that's a really, a really, really good point is the fact that you were able to start with her. And then now that she's not doing it, you're still able to continue because you were able, you had enough time to build on that foundation because you had the accountability in the beginning. So what were some of the things that y'all did to keep each other on track? So for me, I think it's because she was for it. And then honestly, she has, it's not really a known condition, but she has like itches. I don't know what it is. The doctor hasn't prescribed it, but he put her on allergy medicine and that cleared up with her being vegan. And it's honestly the dairy. So I think that kind of pushed to keep going along with me having the benefits that pushed us or pushed me to keep going. So it was like, we were being accountable for each other, but it was just like, we had our own things that we, veganism combated. So it was just like, and then I think too, because she lived with me before it wasn't us living together. If she came home with some meat or something, I'd know. If she was out and got some meat, which she has done and which I have done, I'm not coming on here saying I'm the perfect vegan. This year, I have cheated, okay? I cheated not because I purposely wanted to. It was just, you know, if you have that urge and you just felt like something just didn't fix that craving. But guess what? 
I felt the burden of that when I, I cheated, my period would get heavy and just just the little things that made me not want to keep cheating. So that was a benefit. And I just feel like for her, even though she transitioned back to being pescatarian because it was it was for convenience because I stopped cooking um, for a bit because I was just overwhelmed, busy with work and stuff like that. So I think if you don't have someone that can cook or that wants to cook, that will probably be your downfall. And I think that's where it lies for my sister right now. But when we were doing it before, I was all guns a blazing. We went to vegan restaurants together, tried out new foods, even though it might not have been the best experience. I just felt like you know what, if I don't like it there, I'm not going to give up on it. I can come home and potentially do a recipe better than what I tasted at the restaurant or the vegan groups. I don't know if you're familiar with the ones on Facebook, but they helped a load them having recipes up there, them just coming and being genuine. I know there were some vegan police on there, but for the most part, people were genuine about you know, sharing their vegan journey. So I feel like if anyone is starting out, they should plug into those groups. There's plenty of them. I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but there's several, like probably over 50 different groups. So mm-hmm. you have that. Just check them out. As far as a cooking part, let's talk about the fact that <laughs> I had no idea until we did our pre-interview that you had only been doing this since January of 2020 because your food is so cool. Like your Instagram. I'm just like, this is people, you, you're, the quality of the, the, the recipes on your Instagram are up to par with people who've been doing this for like a long time. So that's why I was just like, what? So you got to tell us like, what was your inspiration as far as creating recipes? And like, obviously you cooked before this. Oh, I have. I actually went to culinary school, believe it or not. In 2009, I just felt like school wasn't for me. I think every kid goes through those phases like, ah, college isn't for me. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to go to culinary school because I love to cook. And prior to that, I would watch the Food Network channel day in and day out. And I would just do my little recipes here and there. And then someone told me, hey, why don't you just consider going to culinary school. You could have a trade to be a backup just in case later on in life you want to do something different. So I said, you know what? I'll go. So I went to culinary school, graduated in 2010, worked in the field for a bit. And I just felt like working in the field wasn't for me. You know, it was the long nights. I had a family at the time and it just, I don't know, I guess sweating in the kitchen. I just didn't feel like it was for me. So I transitioned and worked into the corporate field and corporate America and something just was missing, you know? So recently I have a friend, his name is Chris Harrell. He actually is on that plant-based brother. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with his channel. Oh yeah. His page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we worked together actually both in the, in the corporate world a couple of years ago. And I connected with him recently because I was talking about going vegan in 2019 and he was just like, oh, yeah, it's 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 where it's at. So I was just like, OK. And I tried it for a bit and then I fell off. Like I said, I tried this diet probably two or three, maybe four times. But he was saying, oh, there's these groups. He introduced me. And then after that, I basically would try little recipes here and there. 
was okay. I was one of those people that thought vegans only ate salad and then they just didn't really have the nutrients that they could have if they were eating all the stuff that I was eating at the time. But come January, I just felt like it was time for me to transition. And then going through that time period, like I told you before, there were restaurants that were cooking and it wasn't the greatest. And I'm like, I remember cooking back in the day and my food would be 10 times better than this. So I said, you know what, let me start experimenting in the kitchen. So I experimented a little bit with vegan cuisine and it tastes good. My kids are like, this is vegan. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the replacement meats help, but for the most part, as, as long as you have the right seasonings, I feel like you're golden. The reason I started my Instagram in October was because I was just looking at other people's food and I was just like, I think I can do better. And not to say that, you know, I'm tooting my own horn or anything like that, but I just felt like the way how my food tastes, I feel like other people should experience it. So that's what kind of gave me the drive to start. But my food looking like that is only because I have the experience, I believe, you know, with the culinary and just me trying to make it look exactly like what I'm used to. So Mm. the type of person that I'm not a perfectionist, but if you tell me that I need you to make this burger look like this, I'm going to try my hardest to do that. So that's kind of what geared me to keep going and also making my food look like the replica. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the Chick-fil-A, let's talk about that, because when you posted, I didn't even know who it was. I'm like scrolling through Instagram. And when you posted the Chick-fil-A meal, like the waffle fries, just everything, I was like, oh, wait, who is this? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, wow, this is good. Oh, <laughs> so what is, Yes. What was the base for that, for the chicken, the Chick-fil-A meal? The base for that was actually Gardein. So I ran across a page, The Burger Dude, and I mm-hmm. saw him using Gardein. And he just said, oh, if you mold it and batter it, it's basically a chicken sandwich. I was like, what? Let me go home and try that. So I went and bought the Gardein and I put my own seasoning and my own spin on it, of course. But a friend of mine was going to Chick-fil-A that day and I said, you know what? I'm going to use the boxes. So I begged him not to throw his boxes away and he gave it to me and I just put it together piece by piece. And I was just like, it's looking pretty good. I'm not sure if people are going to like it or if they're going to come for me, you know, with the using the boxes. But I just thought you know, what way to pay homage to something or actually just making it look exactly like what I remember Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know which guardian you're talking about. I can't remember exactly which. I'm going to put it on the show notes for the blog post because I don't remember exactly which one, but that's the same one I use for fried chicken. But I wrap mine in rice paper because years ago I saw Roberto Martin do it and it really does give it like a nice crispy edge. Why did you tell me that? I'm going to go try that. Okay. Yeah. And I actually have like a really, really old recipe on my website. I'll link that too on the show notes. But I have a really old recipe where I do it. All you do is like take the rice paper, put it in warm water for like three seconds and just wrap it around there. You know, of course you season it. You're going to double batter it and everything and then deep fry. It is amazing. Oh, I'm going to try that because I did see that the Gardein itself was kind of lacking as far as the texture is concerned because it's kind of mushy. I mean, the taste was still there. It's just not pull apart 
chicken. So yes. Oh, let me ask you this, because I noticed that lately I have been seeing your face on stories a lot more than I used to. I didn't even really feel like I knew you before. Right now, I know we've talked several times since then, you know, since I pitched you to be on the show. But I'm telling you, like, I didn't feel like I ever saw you. And then all of a sudden I start seeing you like every day. So what's going on? (laughs) Honestly, it it wasn't until I was just taking pictures and I felt like people, not necessarily that they weren't engaging as much, but a lot of the followers I was following, anytime I'd post a little something, they'd respond to it. So they'd be like, you know, why don't you um, do a YouTube or why don't you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I think I think I think I am thinking about doing a YouTube, but I'm not shy. When you meet, if you meet me, I'm just this bubbly person with a great personality, but just something I'm not familiar with, I'm kind of shy. So I was like, you know what? Let me start off by doing stories. So once I get comfortable enough, I can transition the story portion to being on YouTube. So a lot of people have been actually liking it. So I'm going to keep doing it. My, I guess my issue before was because my hair wasn't done. So I was like, I'm not showing anybody my face or how I look with my hair not being done. And that was just my running excuse for like 2020. My hair wasn't done. Oh, I mean, nobody's I'm, hair was done in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> with the pandemic, you know, everybody was in there. Everybody was looking crazy. <laughs> right, with a bonnet cap and all of that. And that was me. So I was just like, I'm not about to come on here with my bonnet unless that's the, you know, what I was looking for. But because I just said, you know what? One day... I don't know if you know her, but her name is, let me see. It's, let me see her, her Instagram. I do love her. I'm not into fitness, but I watch her all the time. Book fit. I got to look her up. You said book, like a reading book? Yes. Book fit. Okay. And she does stories too? Yes. And she was reached out to me because we kind of had like this bond and it's book fix three. But we had this bond and she was just like, girl, what is what are you doing? You need to start showing your face. You need to do this. She just was giving me pointers. And that is another thing in the vegan community. There may be some trolls, but the support system, people are supporting. People are loving on you, giving you the greatest advice, giving you the greatest pointers. So I love them for that. But I say that because she was the one that kind of geared me towards it. And I was just like, okay, I got to do my hair. I'm going to get on a live tomorrow or I'm going to a story tomorrow. So that's kind of what pushed me to start doing stories. But I actually love it. I just don't want to, you know, run out of ideas, but I do love it. You know, the day to day, you know, showing the mistakes I make, showing, you know, the food I taste. People want to see that, especially from a new vegan. They don't want just recipes that they probably can't even conquer. They want to actually, you know, be in that day. Like, okay, what do you eat in the days? I heard those are very popular. So it's like, what do you eat for breakfast? Take me through that. Not just this fancy dish you put together, even though it looks pretty. We just we want to know what can I do at home that doesn't require 17 pots and pans. You know what I mean? So that's what kind of geared me towards the stories. I'm doing smoothies. I'm doing juicing. I'm trying to be healthy. And I think the whole year of eating all that processed meat and stuff like that kind of really pushed me to try to be a better 
vegan. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a process. I love that. Danielle, she looks like she follows me. Let me follow her back. And she oh. lost 50 pounds. I'm, like I'm listening to you, but I'm looking. <laughs> I'm no, looking at no Booker. Like, oh. she, I'm telling you, she has some good stuff. She does majority, you know, fitness. But anytime she's reposting your food, if you post it, if she like it, she has um she has inspiration, daily quotes, stuff like that, just to you know uplift her um followers. But I think you guys will really connect, and she lives in Virginia too. I saw that girl. I was looking. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're in Maryland, right? Of course, you're in Maryland. But yeah. you're not too far from me because yesterday, I think you said you were like in Greenbelt, right? So yeah. I was like, yeah, you're not that. F- I mean, you're far, but you're not that far. From right, me. right. Not that far. We're just like down the street-ish. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about your work that you're doing over there in Maryland. You know, I got to say it like that, Maryland. Yeah. So that's, that's how y'all be saying it. But uh <laughs> I'm not from here, so I wouldn't know. It's like, I yeah. Where did you? By the way, yes. Where did you grow up? Because I know you mentioned that you just moved there like a few years ago, right? When you had gained all that weight. Yes, seven years ago, I moved to Maryland. I'm originally from Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, and I actually I know we didn't talk about it before, but my mother was a vegetarian, and. She actually started, I think it was because meat was interfering with her, some health issue. So she stopped eating red meat and then she stopped eating chicken and then she just became fully vegetarian. So I had to learn how to cook for her and cook for, you know, us meat eaters at the time. So it was pretty hectic back then, but I'm actually grateful for that because now those little stir fried vegetable meals I'm able to do now when I'm feeling lazy. So I would say my church too, the church I used to go to in Connecticut, we were big, they were big on the health message and they wouldn't allow meat into the church. So I had vegan vegetarian pushed in my face since I was young. I went to a church elementary school where there was no meat. And it was all vegetarian food. So I basically have a background of it, even though I was doing my own thing. But yeah, I just have all of those experiences that I can look back on the meat tasting. So I know what certain vegetarian meats taste like versus, you know, the vegan meats or whatever be the case. I know based off of experience. See, look at that, because I feel like having a mom who's a vegetarian and having your upbringing that way, as far as like your, you know, your education and everything that planted the seed for you to get here, even though I know you, I feel like you're kind of hard on yourself. We talked about this before. I feel like you're kind of hard on yourself as far as like the stumbles a little bit, but I think, I think that's the reality for a lot of people. And so the fact that you're able to keep going, despite the fact that you're haven't been as perfect as you would like to be is amazing because a lot of people give up and don't even try ever again. That's it. Oh, you know what I mean? Trust so, me, I've been trying to give up for a <laughs> time. Okay. All this whole year, I was like, I'm giving up. I'm giving up. And then the next day, I'm like, it's a new day. Yep. We got to sleep on it. We're rethinking it. You're not no longer harsh about, you know, what happened the day before. You can actually, you know, have a clear mind and keep going. So that's kind of what has kept pushing me this entire year 
or year and some change. But for the most part, I do give, I want to give up. So other people out there, if you feel like you need to give up on this diet or give up on your dreams, do not, because there's going to be a time where you're going to make it through. There's been people that have supported me through this and I'm thankful for them. I praise God. I pray every day for my people that are my backbone, my surrounding because if it wasn't for them, I'd probably give up too, you know? And even with this, the journey along with the Instagram that I'm trying to, you know, get to a certain level, I feel like I can't give up. Like, I know I want to seek perfection. I want to see, you know, my followers grow. And I just want it to all happen overnight. And that's just not naturally going to happen. And I need to realize that, you know, so I think that's probably what the big issue is for me. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. But you know what? The the beauty is I, f- I feel like I used to feel like that, too, as far as wanting everything to happen overnight. But the beauty is I feel like there's so many lessons in like doing mm. things slowly. You know what I mean? And really getting mistakes. Exactly. B- making mm-hmm. mistakes and really getting a chance to appreciate how things are done, you know? So I, I'm so thankful that things didn't ever happen overnight in anything in my life. I'm thankful mm-hmm. for that because I feel like I'm a more humble and I'm just a better person because of it. So Yeah. And the growth honestly just feels good when you look back at it. It's just like, wow. Like even with my pictures, I'm looking at my pictures from where I started to where I'm at. And I know there's definitely more room for growth, but it's just like a comparison between the two. I'm like, wow, I really did my research. I really did what I needed to do to make it look better. So I'm grateful for those things too. My growth is very important for me. Yes. Speaking of like, you know, childhoods and growth and all of that good stuff, you have twin daughters that are 13 and I have oh, to know. 13 going on 77, child. Not 77. <laughs> you have to tell me though, like how has this been for them? Because this is a very new experience. I have three sons and when I first, my kid, two of, my, two of the three of my kids are grown now, but when I first started, my oldest son was about eight years old. Mm-hmm. So he gave me so much pushback. My youngest was about five, four or five years old. He was fine, you know, because he was still young. But a 13-year-old, girl, you have to tell me, like, how does this look in your household? Like, are you making a million meals a night? Or is everybody doing their own thing? Are you making one meal? How does it's this look? It's a mess. It's a mess, let me tell you. So <laughs> <laughs> for me, at first, because I was trying it on my own, technically, or with my with the help of my sister, of course, but I didn't want to necessarily involve them. So what I cooked in the house was vegan. But if they were to go out, because I give them allowance, if they were to go out, I would allow them to get meat. If I was getting food, like say I went to Burger King and I was getting myself the Impossible Burger, I would get them the food that they wanted. It wasn't until this year where I actually they kind of you know everybody gained the the COVID-15 or whatever. Some people lost weight, but for some of us that like to sit down and have snacks like me, we gained some weight. So my kids would, I would let them buy junk, buy everything that they wanted because I was doing the health journey for myself. And then I was just like, why am I being so silly? I need to, you know, tag them along. So I think March is when I started. I started to transition them into being solely vegan. So they have given me some, I don't even know how to explain it, but they've been 
up the wall with the fact that they can't eat what they want to eat. But I think me cooking different meals for them, like even if I have to look in a cookbook or something just to make them feel good, they don't necessarily find it, I guess, in a bad way. They don't think veganism is bad. They just tease me all the time. Like if I make something and they're like, oh, mom, is this vegan? And I'm like, no. And then they're eating. They're like, oh, it's so good. And then I tell them it's vegan. They're like, I knew it wasn't good because. And I'm just like, really? So because it's vegan now, it automatically has to be bad. Like that's the only problem I would have with them is that they automatically want to say vegan food is nasty just because it's vegan, but not because it doesn't taste good. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think like that, though. It's just it has like a connotation to it. If people are like, oh, vegan, and uh, I'm not trying to do right. that. So. Right. Yeah. It's like this good food. That's what this is. It's just this food. It's not vegan. It, it's just food. <laughs> exactly. And people, you know what's crazy? I think the biggest thing that irritates me with people is that they're like, what? Potatoes are vegan? It's like, apples are vegan? <laughs> it's like they think there's nothing that's vegan but twigs and tree branches. Like they literally think that veganism is not a lot of things. Like everything you basically eat on a daily is vegan outside of adding the milk and the meat products. You know what I'm saying? You make pasta. Majority of them don't have egg in the pasta. That's vegan. The sauces you eat, vegan. Majority of the seasonings you use to season the same meat are vegan. So I just don't understand why people just won't do research for themselves and know that we're good over here. Okay. What about your like meal prep and catering? How did you get into that? Did people just kind of reach out to you and then you just kind of fell into it? Because I know you still have your corporate job. So how's that side hustle going for you? It's stressful, but I love it because now I'm having other people taste my food. I have done it before for a small time. It was probably like two months and I was, I think people around about 20 people would order from me. 20 to 30 people would order from me on a weekly basis. So I kind of had that background of doing it a couple years ago, but I wasn't necessarily looking to do it with the veganism, but people kept reaching out like, oh, when's the pop-up? When's the cookbook? When are you this, this, this? Oh, I see that you're in DMV. Can I stop by for dinner? It was just all these little DMs I would get that made me say, you know what? Maybe I should do meal prep or maybe I should do pop-ups. So I started researching, you know, different vegans or different people that do meal prep and see, you know, their strategies. And I was like, that's something that I can do. I mean, in the long run, I want to potentially get my LLC and be able to, you know, have food outside of Maryland, be able to UPS or FedEx or whatever the platform I'm going to use for that. But oh, like shipping out the food? Yes. I, I think in order to ship, for you to keep yourself safe, you have to have an LLC. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You should get into that. I think that would be amazing, actually. You should. Oh, you. I think I, I think so. I, I mean, it's yeah. consuming with the job, like you said, but I feel like as long as I know, okay, this is what I'm doing. And if I'm doing multiple, I can do the same meals for everyone that's trying to order. Mm-hmm. You can. Yeah. So before we wrap up, tell us some tips for new vegans. As someone who is a new vegan, people always ask me to bring new vegans on the show. So 
I'm really excited to have you on. So tell us some tips on, you know, you've given us some tips in the beginning, but any final tips that you want to give for someone who is a new V? Yes. So I would basically repeat, have an accountability partner. That is, I mean, I know everyone is not going to necessarily have someone, but if you have to reach out to those groups, I think a Facebook group or Facebook group, vegan group is your best bet for accountability, your best bet for a foundation, your best bet for people just to give you support. When it comes to veganism, it's not all black and white. There's different styles. There's different ways about doing the vegan. You can, you know, do raw, you can do anything you want to do. You just have to set your mind to that goal and just say it's a lifestyle. It's not a diet. And I think that's the biggest thing people have or issue people have with it is that they consider it a diet, which I did in the beginning. I was like, oh, I'm going on a vegan diet so I can lose weight. But then later on realized that it was a lifestyle. It was about my health. It was about, you know, being better on myself. So any advice I could give is just to stick it through. Don't give up. Don't think because you cheated today or, you know, someone put meat in your food by accident that it's just, oh, let's throw in the towel. That's not the case. Just keep on going because I've had those experiences, but I'm here today to tell you that I'm still going. I started January of 2020. I don't see myself going back to meat at all. Like, I love it. I feel like with veganism, you make your own path. You make your own recipes to fit to or tailor to you. So just keep on going. Don't give up. Love it. Tell us how we can follow you on Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm at Vegan Eats DMV. I'm also on Facebook at Vegan Eats DMV. And I am on YouTube at Vegan Eats DMV. I have not posted any content over there, but trust me, it will be there soon. And I do plan on having a cookbook coming out real soon. So I just got to finish up the little tweaks, but you guys can look forward to that coming up real soon as well. That's exciting. So once the cookbook drops, definitely let me know so I can put a link and update like the blog post for this episode so that people can go check it out. Thank yes, you, this is such a pleasure, Shanika. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.